So many years ago, it was established that April 15th would forever be Jackie Robinson Day across Major League Baseball. Over the past couple years, you know, Roberto Clemente has been celebrated. And they didn't know this before today, but it was at a time where only Puerto Ricans can wear the number 21. But going forward from today, not only can Puerto Ricans still wear 21, any player can wear 21 if they let their team have enough notice so they can make the uniform. So, just like Jackie Robinson, every September 15th, teams get to honor the great Roberto Clemente. Now, he was more than just a baseball player, but let's just look at some of these stats. Career war, 94.8. 9,454 at-bats. 3,000 hits. 240 home runs. His career average, 317. He started his career in 1955 with the Pittsburgh Pirates. His... 18th season in 1972, still with the Pirates. He made the All-Star team from 1960 till 1972. Okay, and he averaged, let's say, at least 120 games for for the majority. He he did 105 and 59. He did 111 and 57. Other than that, he did at least 120 games every year, except for 1970, which he only did 108. But the average is probably going to be closer to 120, maybe, maybe a little higher, maybe a little lower. Um, but he was fantastic. And the, the crazy part of it all is his last Major League Baseball game was the most rememberable game ever. Why? Because that was the day he got his 3,000th hit. And unlike anybody else, who, even though it was 1972, I'm sure he still could have chose to party, go out, be with his fans, be with his friends, just party, and no one would have said anything. But he said, screw that. And... I'm not sure how long, but for a couple months, couple seasons, every time he went to Nicaragua and other places to deliver food and stuff that people may need. And that day, or maybe not on the same day, maybe another day, he got into that plane, packed up the food, packed up the items that was going to Nicaragua, and that's it. No one knows, you know... No, no one really knows what happened. The plane could have just vanished. The plane could have fell. It, it was it was 1972 back then, so it's obviously it's obviously different. 
there there may have or may have not been a manifest, but he just and you know what he he died doing what he cared for wasn't just the baseball player, and a lot of people just wouldn't do that. You know, even 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 players today they give back, but they but for the most part, let's be real. They just write a check. All he could have done was write a big fat check back then, with 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 probably a thousand dollars or five hundred dollars, carried a whole lot of weight, and may, and maybe and maybe even more in that country. But he said, "Hey, let me make sure my money goes to this. Let me make sure the, the people get what they need. Let me make sure the people on this plane are not only taking my money, but taking these supplies." And that's what he did. And, and and while he was in these countries, I'm sure he played baseball with the kids. I'm I'm sure he taught them everything he knows. I'm I'm sure that he made sure he had a great role model. So that's that's who Roberto Clemente was. Not only was he a fantastic baseball player, gone from his way too early. And and who knows how much longer he kept on playing. He might have kept on playing. He might have stopped. But he, he, he probably kept on playing a couple more years. But, again, more than just a baseball player. And I, I think it's great that they're opening up to everybody can wear the number. You know, some say it should be retired ac- across Major League Baseball. And I'm not against that. You know, it's it's 21 is most likely never going to be worn by Yankee again anyway. So, I'm I'm perfectly okay with that. Just like 42s retired across all of Major League Baseball. Um, you know, may, maybe even no Brave should wear 44 again. There are certain players who are iconic. Just, just like next year. Yadier Molina is going to have his last baseball season next year. And you know what? He is their cheater. He is Mariano Rivera. He is David Ortiz. You know, we had Cheater and we had Maul. Red Sox fan had, had Ortiz. That's them. He's He's been on the championship teams. He's been there during the bad times. He's been there during the good times. You know, and he's still playing at an extremely elite level. Giants also had that with Buster Posey. In a little less of a notion, they also have that with Brandon Crawford. You know, but every certain team throughout one part of the franchise's history, one part, you know, may, maybe some teams have more iconic players, but I, I truly believe if you look at one Major League Baseball team in the history of their franchise, they had one iconic player. And, and, and maybe for the Rays... Maybe that's Evan Longoria. That's their guy right now. But, but who knows, maybe 15 years from now, maybe that's Juan DeFranco. Maybe that's Randy Rosamania. Some people may say maybe even Kevin Kiermaier right now. You know, but right now it's Evan Longoria. So that's, you know, so that's also why I went to the these two Cardinals games. The Cardinals game tonight. And the Cardinals game on Monday. And I'm sure James is down. 
we're going to try possibly, if we can make it work, to go to St. Louis next year when the Yankees go to St. Louis. Because, one, that's a beautiful stadium. And it just be a way to say, hey. Now, of course, the Cardinals also come here. But I like to try to reach all 30 baseball parks. And we've got a long ways to go. But for the most part, before we get into the sports, James, how do you feel about Roberto Clemente? Two things first. Number one, and this is going to be with Roberto. Um, Roberto Clemente, what I love most about him is not just as what you talk about his baseball career, second to none, one of the best Latin American players of all time. That no, no question about him and his dedication to his craft. What I love more about him is his humanitarian, his willingness to be selfless for others, his willingness to give back to other people, how he became big in his community. That's what I really struck more about Roberto Clemente, the player. You know, it's really sad about what happened with him and his flight. It's really upsetting. Um, but what he, but what he's done, like you know, what he's done. For his for, for, for his people, for, for for what he's done, you know, having a reward named after him and doing community work for his people, that's what really stands out to me the most, and that's why I have no problem with every team retiring number twenty one. And like you said, every player has that team. I mean, the Red Sox had OTs. The Red Sox also had Dustin Pedroia. You know, the Giants have Brandon Crawford. You know, the Royals currently, I believe, they have Salvador Perez. Um, every player has, every team has that forever player, that one iconic player, that associate. When you think of that, when you think of the team, you think of that player. And Roberto Clemente, for everything he's done, the humanitarian, the good person, his selflessness, I think that's, to me, that's more important. I think if the world had more Roberto Clemente's, there'd be a lot less problems. So those are my thoughts on Roberto Clemente. And as far as St. Louis, as someone who has been to St. Louis, and I had been to that ballpark, it is a beautiful ballpark. If, if Lord willing, um, Nick, I definitely would want to, I definitely want to take you to St. Louis. It's a very, very beautiful part of Bush Stadium is fantastic. So if we can make it work and the Yankees play the Cardinals, and hopefully they don't they don't have that stupid NL rule when it's universal DH, um, definitely would like to take you there. That's awesome. And of course, as I just mentioned a couple minutes ago, I was at City Field tonight where, you know, the Mets truly just look flat. And I thought today, not only because they're Puerto Rican, but Francisco Lindor and and Javier Baez also wore 21 tonight. Not everybody did. I know Yachty and Molina definitely did, but not everybody did. Um, John Lester also hit a double tonight, too. And Tyler McGill, who for God knows why, struck out nine Yankees. Man, I don't, sometimes, I don't understand the Yankees. They make, now he's not a trash pitcher. He's had an okay year, but he shouldn't have made this Yankees strike on nine guys, but get lit up for five runs in the first inning by the Cardinals. And also, of course, Goldschmidt and Arenado also hit home runs today. But 
overall, I thought Lindor and Baez would have great games. Just for playing for Clemente. They're true proud Puerto Ricans. They're great players. But they didn't do much. The Mets had a couple opportunities. Pete Alonso did homer tonight. Kevin Pillar did homer tonight. And, man, they made a defensive replacement in the 6th or 7th inning. And Pete Alonso hit what would have been a 3-run home run to put the Mets down by 1, 8-7. But Newt Barr in right field just said, kill that noise, Holmes. And he jumped, and he robbed the home run. And just to see the hypeness and the let's go and the reaction from the pitcher, it was like, wow, he just got in the game. And two batters later, he makes a play. And maybe that's something the Ridden right fielder don't do. And who knows how the game happened. But also, of course, the Cardinals did what any team should do. The Mets didn't do what any team should do. Every time the Mets scored a run tonight, Cardinals followed back. Not just with run run, but two or plus multiple runs. And when you score a run, the next half inning, they call it a shutdown inning. Because you're supposed to not give up any runs. So, that's that's the moral of the story. And, of course, the Blue Jays just didn't want to cooperate today. The Red Sox ended up winning in extra innings. But, since I was at the Met game, I have no idea about the Yankees. Now, I did hear from a little fairy tale. You know, I did hear that the Yankees won. But you tell me how the Yankees won tonight. Okay, so this is how it started. Um, Gary Sanchez, as you mentioned, um, runner on second, two outs, hits a high five ball deep to center. Cedric Mullins makes an incredible play. Incredible play. Gio Urshela hits a two-run home run. Two-nothing. Yankees had a chance to tack on. Didn't come through. Nestor Cortez looked absolutely fantastic. 11 Ks. Six inning gives up a home run to Austin Hayes. Two run. Okay. Nestor goes seven, so, you know, batter to batter. He's already approaching nine, 93 pitches, so, you know, batter to batter. Nestor goes, you know, four, four straight pitches up walks out to the six hitter and takes him out the game. In comes Chad Green. Gets the next two outs. Top of the eighth. Brett Gardner, keep this name in mind, folks. Brett Gardner gets a gets a gets a hustle double, busts out the box, Yankees in score in the top of the eighth. Bottom of the eighth. Yeah, um Yankees had a chance to get a double play. Um Glebo Torres mental error. Throws the ball to first, runner goes to second, two outs. Chad Green gives up a two run home. Gives up two and home run to Austin Hayes to make it 3-2. Goes to the top of the ninth inning. Luke Voigt works a walk. Tyra came into pinch run for Luke. Oh, Tyra came into pinch ran. Gleyber Torres gets a single. Runs on first and second. You know, Gary Sanchez flies out. Tyler Wade, Gleyber Torres double steal. 
and the man of the hour, the man who got the game-winning hit. The infield was drawn in for contact of his butt. It doesn't matter. Brett Gardner gets a gets a bases clear a, to the second and third clearing two-run double to give the Yankees the lead. Now, Glaber was very fortunate that the ball dropped because he was in the middle of no man's land. He could have gotten double up had the infielder made that catch. But neither here nor there, Brett Garner wins it for the Yankees, a game-winning two-run single. Chapman works a clean ninth inning. Yankees still a victory. Brett Garner is the catalyst and the reason why the Yankees won tonight's game. What? Get the hell out of here. Man, you mean to tell me the guy almost every Yankee fan hates. You mean to tell me Mr. Number 11. You mean to tell me Mr. Cool. Mr. Cool. Brett Gardner. Yet again. Again. Came through in the clutch. Why do people continue to hate this man? I don't. No, no, no. This is a serious question. I was just fucking around right there. But this is a serious question. Other than the lame excuse of him blocking younger players. Alright? I don't understand why people like you and Joe and other clown Yankee fans dislike Brett Garner. Do you know he's the only, only Yankee in his whole career, with the exception of Derek Jeter, to hustle every single play? He plays the same way every single game. He's also the healthiest Yankee known to man. And y'all people still want to hate him. So, just speaking for you, can you come to the realization that maybe you should hate other Yankees over Brett Garner? I don't like Brett Garner only because because his skills are diminished and eroding as much. I understand why he's on the team. I know Cashman is loyal to him, so I understand why he's here. I'm not debating like why he should be here. I, I understand why. My only legitimate gripe is that, you know, he's he's old, man, and the fact that he's skilled, he's just... It's just that his skills are not as what he was when he was first coming up here. When he first came up, he was more of a defensive center fielder who would hit for who hit around like maybe the two two thirties, two forties. Um, now he raises average up to two twenty three. Yay! But it's just man, look, he got his hits. I'm not gonna complain, but I mean, look. I, there are other Yankees that I'm pouring a finger on that I don't like. For instance, Aaron Hicks. I hate him for being a liability. 
because he was supposed to play center field this year. So Pat Gardner wouldn't wouldn't you know wouldn't wouldn't be less of that. I'm mad at Clint Frazier for for, for for basically being a liability and a nobody. So those are the two Yankees I'm pointing the finger at the most because those two are supposed to be the ones that may put Gardner's ass on the bench, and now that's not happening. So because of that, Gardner's forced to play every day, which is annoying, but it is what it is. Um, listen, when I hit a bat spread Gardner, he, very lately, he has been hitting the ball really well. He has made some key plays. He's got some clutch hits. So I'm not going to bash Brett Gardner. So this is Brett Gardner's day. If it wasn't for him, the Yankees would not have won this game. So kudos to the old man. And also, may I remind people, the word lately can't even be used anymore. He's been good for the past six to eight weeks. And when you try to say the Schmenis or eroding talent, no, because guess what, guys? And even in James's stubborn mindset, he, he, he still tried to take something down from Gardner. But if Brian Cashman didn't think he could add anything wasn't valuable in some sort of way. Guess what, guys? He wouldn't be on the team. I promise you, if he was just an automatic out, if he was heavy, if he was slow, he wouldn't be on the team. He would have been DFA'd in April, or he would have been cut last year. He would have not been. He would not have been resigned two or three times in his last couple years as a Yankee. That's what would have happened. Every one. And now I'm gonna break it up to all major four sports. Now. Every one. That's on a major league, NBA, NFL, NHL roster. Has some kind of use. Now, every fan doesn't have to like particular said player. But for any fan who chooses to hate Brett Gardner. Or what's what's that player on the Knicks? Who is good defense, but his offense is basically crap. Um, Nolan's Noel. No, 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 no. Um, Mitchell Robinson. There you go, Mitchell Robinson. Or, or, or whether it's give me a crappy Islander. Oh, um, Matt Martin. There you go, Matt. Martin. And 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 his wife is extremely wonderful, by the way. But or great, or, great woman, great woman. Or whether it's Daniel Jones or. What wasn't there a top? Oh, 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 oh! St- didn't a Sterling Shepard get a lot of hate from Giant fans? Sterling Shepard? No, that's Evan Ingram. He got oh, the there you go, Mister No Hands guy. There you go. But that's my point, though. But they are still on those teams because they can help the team in one way, or 
it could also be because they're afraid of passing them up, especially for Robinson or Ingram, you know, because they're young enough to where they could eventually find it. That could be it. But as to say here, a, a lot of people also hate Garner because of they say he blocks his spot. Who's to say how Florial would play? Who's to say, you know, and this is why some people may, may not want Correa, because they say he'll end up blocking Volpe or Peraza. But who's to say those two will be good? They could both suck. Now, I get it. You know, even, even though I try not to agree with that, Eric's right. You can't. You can't just buy everybody. You gotta, you know, you gotta do, play your prospects. Sometimes you just can't trade every prospect. Not every prospect's gonna fail. But guess what? Not every prospect's gonna hit. And I get it, Volpe has been killing in the minors so far. But none of that matters. It's only gonna matter when he comes here. And that's probably not gonna be until 23. Maybe the back half of next year, if the Yankees have an injury for some sort, and he's, and 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 I believe he has to start next year in AAA. If he if he starts or is in AAA by May, or possibly the first one or two weeks of June, then I think we could see him at some point next year. If not, he 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 might not be a Yankee till twenty twenty three. So I get why people might not want to do Korea. But once again, too, for anybody who doesn't want Korea just because of the scandal, sorry, that's not good enough. That's 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 not good enough reason. You you gotta think of something else. Build a bridge, get over that, and it's 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 that's that's it's really that simple. But the Brett Gardner hate, you gotta stop, man. He's he's had walk offs. He's had go hits. He's healthy. He plays. He's He's going to have over 300 at-bats to Yankee. He's going to play over 115 games. Easiest $20 I ever made in my life off of James. And there was some small part of me when when at one point Clint Frazier was like 20 starts ahead of Gardner. I was like, God damn it. But you know what? You want to know why I still made that bet? Because I knew. I knew at some point. Clint Frazier would get hurt. Now, this wasn't an ordinary injury, right? But it still proved my point. So let's let's see if next year James is still willing to make that bet. Because guess what, guys? And I know y'all know where I'm going with this. So if you want to say it with me, if 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 James wants to say it with me right now, if y'all want to say it with me when you're here in this recording. Y'all can say it with me. Ready? Brett Gardner is going to come back next year. He's going to accept that option. Or Yankees will deny the option and work out a contract. Or he'll deny the option and work out a contract. But Brett Gardner is going to be a Yankee next year. Because he can still play and I heard the side, James. Don't you think I didn't hear that side? But let me ask you this. If he's going to play like this, why wouldn't you want him back next year? Yeah, that's a big yeah. 
what if he doesn't? <laughs> what if he doesn't? That you didn't think about that. You you think Brett Garner is gonna consistently play like this? You think you so? You can look through his entire Yankee career. Has he ever not played like this? Has he ever I mean, had a big injury that took him out for the year? Has he ever not played great defense? Has he ever not got home runs? Has he ever not ran the bases well? Has he ever not got hits? Injuries? No. I'll give you that. He's been the most healthiest Yankee, which very weird. The oldest guy on the team is the most healthiest guy on the team. What a concept. Um, but, I mean, he didn't, play, he didn't play that well last year. Just saying. You, you, you can say it was a 60-game season all you want, but he didn't play that great last year. The, se- mean, before th- the season before last year, didn't he have 20-plus home runs? Um, Brett Gardner, I believe so. I'm, I'm gonna uh, go. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna go look at his stats right now. But everything I said, he's always had hits. He's always he always he always plays good defense. So I I I just truly truly do not get the hate. So it's one of those things where. It's one of those things where, like, okay, I got Brett Gardner's stats right here. Brett Gardner has had, in 2019, 2019, he had, whoa, I didn't even know this. In 2019, Brett Gardner had a career-high 28 home runs. I knew it. I didn't know that. I'm looking at, I'm looking at MLB reference. I'm looking at stats in a in um in a hundred and forty one games played, Brett Gardner had twenty eight home runs, seventy four RBIs, fifty two walks. He had a he had an average of two fifty one, three twenty five, five oh three five oh three slugging percentage, eight twenty eight on base percentage. Now, in fairness. Maybe the balls would juice, so maybe I couldn't oh, play his numbers. Oh, stop. Also, 2013 and beyond, 145, 148, 151, 148, 151, 140, 141, and this year, 123. Even last year, he played 49 games. Aaron Judge couldn't even play that many games last year, Okay. Let's let's go with let us go with the hits. Twenty ten, one thirty two. Twenty eleven, one thirty two. Twenty twelve. For some reason, he only had ten. Okay, so that that was his injury year. He he only started sixteen games in twenty twelve and only started forty two and eight. And besides the COVID last year, he played at least a hundred games. Every season. By the way, he played 159 in 2011. He he only played 108 in 2009. So, oh, oh let's go with the hits too. What 132 and 132 in 2010 and 2011. 2013, 147, 142, 148, 143, 157, 125, 123. Only 29 last year. 72 hits this year. And only 123 starts. 
So let's assume he finishes the season. I think it's safe to say anywhere from 128 to 131 games. I think it's safe to say he finishes the season, let's say, 79 to 82 hits. He has four home runs. He's probably not going to hit more than one or two more. He has 31 RBIs. Let's say he finishes anywhere from 35 to 37. Stolen bases, I mean, he he doesn't steal a lot. But the reason why he doesn't steal a lot, he conserves it. He So he'll steal a lot more when it comes to postseason play. He scored, he scored 43 runs. Let, let's say it's safe to say he gets up to 47 through 51. And I just want people to understand this now as we're going to wrap up this pod. That he's going to, and y'all can say with me, you know what I'm going to say. So as again, if Jane wants to say with me, if y'all want to say with me, you know where I'm going. He's going to start postseason games. He's going to play postseason games. He's going to. And people can tell me, you, people can tell me, Chris Sale, people can tell me, yada, 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 whatever y'all want to say. Brett Gardner is going to play. Now, they can. John Carlos Stanton, he can play every day outfield in the postseason because of the days off. So he can play game game one walk. And let's say they won that one. He can play game one and then game two and then day off he can play game three. He can. He can. But is Aaron Boone also going to want because if John Carl Santon is is in the outfield and if Gar- Gardy doesn't play, that means Aaron Judge is in center. So is even though with the days off, is Boone also going the one to play Judge in center field that much? I'm gonna say hell no. Nah. Hell no. So I bet you and you know what? I'll even go as far as say Brett Garner starts Walgreen. Brett oh Garner starts walking. I I could see Aaron Boone not wanting to use Cole in the race series. If we come into that race series with with a clear lead of a wild card spot at home, I don't think he's gonna use Cole. He's gonna try to probably not have to use Cole because if if, if you could save Cole for a wild card start and not burn that start for the last weekend of the season, you do that. Because the division is, now they technically have a chance, but they're not going to do that. But, you know what, I see, if Cole starts a wildcard game, Higashio could be on the plate, Rizzo at first, they're gonna, but I don't see how he could put Glade at second base. I don't. So I would use Odor or Wade. Then I'll go DJ at third. Unfortunately, George at short, Gallo, Gardner, Judge. And then, of course, you're not starting Void over Stanton. And some people may want to say, okay, don't be stubborn, put Judge in center, stand in right, so Void can play. But I would think they're going to want an extra lefty bat. So between him, Gallo, and Rizzo, and if you put Odor or Wade at second, that's now four lefty bats. So, you, 
you're most likely going to have Rizzo at second base. You'll, I mean second in the lineup. You'll probably have Gallo fourth or fifth. And you could put Garner sixth or seventh. So my actual lineup, or or you know what? Actually, no, here's, my, here's what my lineup would be. And people can call me crazy. People can disagree. I'm living off Garner. Here's why. He sees pitches. Even if Garner gets out, if he starts that game, even with the mandatory four to five pitch at bat, that's four to five pitches more that he he's already thrown, and people know who's Archer. If if now he sees eight plus, you've seen even though going into the game you know what the pitcher has, but but you now have seen firsthand every pitcher that pitcher has in his arsenal, and then you go to Rizzo. Then you go Judge. Now you you could go Stanton behind Judge or Gallo behind Judge and then Stanton. Me personally, I go Stanton behind Judge. Then you go Gallo. Then you could probably do DJ. That that's where I would put DJ. Then I would put. You could either go see. I would start Odor over Wade. That's just me personally. So in this scenario, I would put Gio behind DJ, then Odor, then Higashioka. But if you want to start Glaber, then you put Glaber under Gio, and you have Higashioka back now. But under no mistake, you should do anything differently. Now, if you want to lead off DJ... Then you will put Garner in that seventh spot, or you could put Garner six. That 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 way you have DJ and Urshela behind Garner. So either way you could do that. And then of course if Garner doesn't play, then it all changes a little bit. Then DJ definitely leaves off, and then you have Voight in, in the six or seven spot, but no higher than that. Keep 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 Rizzo at second because he also sees pitches, and that's just the way to split up the righty lefty because. You're most likely gonna have back-to-back righties with Judge and Stanton, but but that's a couple of ways you can go, and you know, James may be stubborn to not use Guardy, and, and other people may be stubborn to not use Guardy, but how is that not a good lineup? Because Gardner's in the lineup, that's why. Alright, alright, that's 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 what a second grader would say. Now, no, now give us a real opinion. No, because, no, you're not putting Garner in the lineup in a do-or-die. What you're actually going to do is you're going to have DJ lead off. He's going to he's gonna play third base because, you know, Glaber Torres is a bum. Um, you're going to, I I do agree with Rizzo, however. Rizzo should be bad second. You know, A, break up, break up the right and lefties, and B, he sees pitchers. So the more, pit, the more pitchers that throw, it's easier for Judge to stand. So you put Judge in right field. You have Stan, you put Stan as, um, you put Stan in, um, no, so you put Judge in the center, you put Stan in right, you put Gallo in left. So you would have a line, you would have an infield that would consist of Rizzo. I would, I would probably put Odor if I had the choice, but they're going to put Glaber because they're stubborn. So I would put Odor at second. I'd put Gio again, begrudgingly at short, DJ at third, and obviously Gashioka could be behind the plate. So my lineup, ideal lineup would be DJ, Rizzo, Judge, Stanton, um, 
I would probably have Boyd Fifth. Um, then I would have um, Odor. Um, I'd have Odor. I'd have Gallo. Um, I would have um, Urshela and then Higashioka. Um, that's what I would have. And the reason being is that I feel like you need to have your offense. You need to have your offense, your strongest offensive line up the bat. And not to say that Brett Garner ain't offensively great. It's just that he ain't the power, power left. He's never been known for a guy that's going to be smacking home runs like like the three people I mentioned. Now, if you want to bring Garner in for defensive purposes, sure, you can do that. Like, you know, but in this lab, I'm trying to win games. I ain't putting the old man in. I'm trying to hit games. I'm trying to snatch home runs. I'm trying to snatch home runs. Oh, that's right, because Luke Luke Voigt's a Hall of Fame player. He's going to be the difference maker. Like, like yes, Joey Gallo, Rizzo, Stanton, Judge, Urshela, yeah. DJ, they're not enough offense. You need, you, you need to hear. Did, 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 did you not see one? Did you not see Tuesday's game when they scored seven runs? I didn't see Brett Garner in that lineup. So, as I said, you know, more yeah. offense, more offense. All right, what about tonight, bitch? The Yankees didn't score seven runs. They scored. They scored four. And who scored? Who? Who was the reason three and four happened? <laughs> I already mentioned it. We ain't talking about it again. But they didn't score seven. They didn't score seven. Hell, DJ even had a home run on Tuesday's game. So that's the lineup I want now. In the divisional round, if you want to get wacky and you want to put Gardner in, sure, but. Do or die. You don't win this game. You're going home. I ain't taking no chances. I'm putting in my jumbo package out in the outfield. That's what I'm doing. And and you know and again, thank you, Gardner, because man, if you didn't get that hit, we we'd be trailing the wild card because you know for some reason Seattle and Tampa decides to you know wet the bed. And now this is a golden opportunity Thursday. The Yankees have a 5:05 game, mind you, a five o'clock game. They take on the Baltimore Orioles. Monty's on the five mound. o'clock game tomorrow. They have a five o'clock game the on fuck Thursday. Who plays a five o'clock game on a Thursday? The New York Yankees. They play a five o'clock game. It's there. Oh God, no, I'm not not joking. I looked on MLB.com. I looked at ESPN. They Yankees play. It says it right here. Five o five p.m. Jordan Montgomery on the mound against Chris Ellis of the Baltimore Orioles. What so, yes. Yeah. And hopefully, I'm going to say, I'm going to end it with here. You know, Yankees are in, are in Baltimore. Giants are in, are in Landover, Maryland. Let's hope both New York teams leave, leave the state of Maryland with a W. Let's go. The only one we could trust. And say with me because y'all know where I'm going with this. Guardy Party. No. Because Guardy Party is awesome for everybody. No. Guardy Party is awesome for 